Hey, it's outside the box, not wanting the force to be against you. Today's topic is too much force. In the previous Outside the Box, I talked about the use of force policies that police are supposed to follow in dealing with conflict situations. Of course, the goal should always be, at the very least, not to use force unless absolutely necessary. However, recent shootings and killings, especially of black, indigenous, and people of color by white cops, have made much of the country, especially those with darker skins, less trusting of police. Are use of force policies preventing tragedies, or are they providing a license to kill for cops who consider many situations as a threat? Even children are victims of police shootings. A 13-year-old in Chicago and a 16-year-old in Columbus, Ohio, were recent victims, along with a 12-year-old a few years ago in Cleveland. Other incidents, fortunately not lethal, include the pepper spraying of a 9-year-old in Rochester, New York, wrestling to the ground of an 11-year-old in New Mexico, and the choking of a 13-year-old in Louisiana. One problem is that there are no separate use-of-force policies for kids. Age, gender, and size do not matter. What matters is whether cops think the child has a weapon in case of deadly force situations or that the kid is not cooperating when less lethal force is practiced. Another problem with current use-of-force policies is the so-called blue wall of silence that defends the behavior of cops whatever the allegation. Police unions support their members no matter what. The officer who was convicted in the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis received about $1 million in a defense fund raised by fellow officers and the local union. Police misconduct against adults is common, and use of force can be excessive. Yet such abuse is not often reported and almost never prosecuted. Some cops have a string of write-ups for excessive force, but only in the most extreme cases will an officer even be demoted or fired, generally when a situation is publicized or a victim files suit. Recent news stories from the regional newspaper, the Bangor Daily News, demonstrate that incidents are covered up or described in vague terms and that officers, even when fired, can shop around until they find a new town or city that will hire them. Every city or town police force and county sheriff's office in Maine has its own use of force policy. However, what's on the page doesn't always translate into what an officer does in a moment of crisis. The U.S. Department of Justice is currently investigating both the Minneapolis and Louisville Police Departments for excessive use of force. While both cities experienced high-profile killings by cops, both probes will look at overall patterns, not just one incident. Will there be many more of those investigations? I hope so. A better use of force policy won't prevent all acts of police violence 
against the public. But having a stronger policy can reduce the amount of violence. It will provide both a more restrictive standard that police should follow and a written policy that, when violated, can be used to prosecute and convict cops. I'll discuss a better use of force policy in a future outside the box. What do you think of the current use of force policy by police? Should it change? I'm Larry Danziger, wanting force never to be used.